0: Hey everybody, this is Minivan Men. Today we're talking about Halloween, Santa, teeth in a bag, and a very important segment if you are considering buying a dog. Minivan Men, starting now. Hey everybody, what's happening? I, I'm Al. I, I'm here with Aaron. We are the Minivan Men. Maz is making his movie, Jimmy Westwood and um, I am in New York. Aaron, the new minivan man, is now in Dallas, Texas, and uh, we're in our first show. Well, it's my first show in a long time. I apologize. I feel like I was doing this for a while. I was coming on and just apologizing constantly, (laughs) Aaron. I'm not sure if you heard any of those episodes. Yeah, I think I've heard a few. (laughs) It was to be just... I'm so sorry. I'm so busy. I have never... I was telling Aaron when we were talking before recording that... um, I feel like um, I'm a little bit unhealthy. I'm so busy. So uh, you you always hope to work as a comic, and you pray for it, and now I am. And I'm very grateful for everything that's happening, daily show. And then I start a new TV show on December 9th called About a Boy for NBC. And I am thrilled with a bunch of other opportunities that have come my way and sort of have always tried – Because you get so disappointed if you put all your eggs in one basket in this business that I've tried to do five things, and now all five things are sort of happening at one time, and uh, it's a little overwhelming. The network that we're on, all things comedy, is completely taking off. Uh, This is the most exciting thing that I'm a part of. We hired an operations manager. Um, We've got studio space that we're moving into. We're basically going to not just do podcasts. It's going to be eliminating all the middlemen that are involved in stand-up comedy and with comedians. Um, So... Uh, we're, we're really excited about that. So, I mean, record label, ticketing, videos, you name it, um, we would like to do everything and have it. comedians going directly to their fans and then having comedians go directly to the advertisers to get some money because obviously that's how all of this business will continue to be driven. Uh, we're not asking anybody to donate yet. Though we may And um, yeah We're uh, we're in an amazing spot We've had so many new people sign on Check out allthingscomedy.com For sort of an updated list Of all of the different podcasters and comics That are associated with us uh, I think we have Bert Kreischer coming on Jim Brewer coming on Bobby Lee coming on It's It's very exciting stuff So I'm busy with that And busy here at the show and um, busy with my family as well. How was Halloween? We were talking about you, uh, Aaron. Did you uh, get the kids dressed up?
1: We uh, we did the family thing again, all dressed up. And uh, it'd be
0: great the- if you didn't do the family thing. We should just ditch them one year and go. <laughs> I, I you know I'm gonna go out to those clubs where all the chicks dress up in the sexy outfits. Yeah. I, I, I was. I wonder what that's like. I have I no idea.
1: We went to one. I have a friend who goes to those kind of things every year. They they usually plan those on no matter when the 31st is, they'll they'll go like downtown on a Friday or Saturday night and there's usually just like, this huge alcohol-fueled just people are dressing up crazy. It's gruesome. It's it's what when you're a kid you wish Halloween was all about.
0: Yeah, and that's then, what I wish Hollywood was about now, I think. I, I I I've still been having the same our tradition is that we have people over our house for Halloween and we've been having the same people over. Um I got in a little bit of trouble with my wife. Um Uh first of all before you care, what did the kids go as? I'm curious, just to,
1: So one did, year the when it was just the three of us, we all did Star Wars together.
0: Uh, it's like the commercial,
1: uh, yeah, and, and that's the thing too. It's like I'm looking at the commercial, going, "Oh man, those goofy, you know, those idiots." And it's like that's that's what we did about four four years ago, and then um, uh, last year we did the Avengers. So uh, the oldest was Captain America. I was the Hulk. My wife was Black Widow, and uh, the baby, little bitty baby at the time, was in his stroller. He was a little baby Thor.
0: That's funny. Yeah, they, Always yeah. hilarious. I love uh well we have a bunch of Mexican ladies in our neighborhood because we have we live in a trick or treating neighborhood in LA. Yeah. And so that's where whole families dress up and so we actually see uh grandmas dressing up. <laughs> I love uh Black Thor, any little Mexican Thor and uh certainly Mexican old lady Thor. Always <laughs> hilarious. You know, give her a hammer, blonde wig. Yeah. <laughs> this is my hammer. Leave my hammer. It, you're like, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's very funny. So, you went as Avengers last year.
1: This year, uh, we did throwback monsters. So, uh, I was a mad scientist. Uh, the oldest was, uh, Wolfman. He wanted to be a Wolfman. And then, uh, the little baby. And the thing is, too, he's, he's old enough now to walk and doesn't totally comprehend what Halloween's all about, but we had the decorations. He was dressed up and he had a it was a good time. It was actually more relaxed than um you know the holidays usually are. We went we went out trick-or-treating, we passed out some candy together and it was, you know, relatively pain free. So um it was exciting. Now are
0: you set, do you enjoy dressing up with your wife? That's a big part of it. Because I feel like personally I I haven't dressed up in a while. My wife made me dress up as Luigi three years ago, <laughs> and that's when um, I think uh, one of the other podcasters and uh, on the network somebody gave me one of those edible pot cookies, and so Luigi had a half a pot cookie in him, and that uh, that went okay. <laughs> that was uh, walking with the
1: no magic mushrooms. Kids.
0: No, no, I'm too old to do anything um, uh, harder than a half a pot cookie, and um, then uh, we, the rest of the family again. was
1: in Mario theme too. Or are you just odd Luigi out? Yes, okay. and
0: okay. on the re- and on the rest of the pot cookie.
1: Okay.
0: So um, <laughs> we uh, did that, but I've been having these same people come over. I just and and I haven't dressed up. That was one of the only times I've dressed up because we did a family. Um, theme for that one. But uh, other than that, like I haven't dressed up and I, I didn't dress up this year. Do you feel like you're setting a horrible precedent by dressing up as a whole family? I, and how long are you gonna have to do this?
1: Yeah, for? that's the thing. I was I was just thinking about that because it's all adorable when you're walking around with a baby. And the baby was, you know, Frankenstein's monster, I'm the mad scientist. It all makes sense. But I was starting to think about how much longer do I have to do this? You know, some of it's fun. If I'm going to one of those parties we were talking about where there's like a costume contest and you're getting drunk. that That's one Sexy thing. Sexy nurse. Yeah. There's yeah. A masquerade ball, different. But I I can't... You know, we're trick-or-treating, and there's a part of me that feels like I'm doing the right thing. We're all in this together. We're having a good time. And then I start looking around. and like, there are no other dads dressed up. No.
0: I'm the idiot. The oh, dad's got beer and sippy cups walking around. Yeah. That's what I do, by the way. <laughs> beer and sippy cups. Um, so... Yeah, I think you're setting a horrible precedent. You got to bail out um, because, yeah, I, I've seen a lot. I've seen some dads dressed up, and I, you know what I think about those dads? I think, man, that's a good dad. And I think oh, I'm a horrible dad. <laughs> I wouldn't because I there's no way in hell I'm doing that, and I don't care. But I do admire the, the dads who do. So well, I don't want to be the dad
1: go. who's still excited about dressing up, and the kids are like, you know, come on, like way too old. Yeah, like, I don't want to even trick or treat, you also, treat
0: I sort of resent those dads. I hate the dads that are making me look bad too. I don't want anybody outdadding me. Oh, I—that's what the—that's what the, the dress-up dads are doing. I, I feel like
1: bit. that every time I see a dad not yell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <I'm> just, <laughs> oh God, I keep screwing up.
0: Yeah, so um, you had the Halloween – I have this precedent that I started – well, is a tradition where everybody comes over. That's what I started to tell you about, and, and I think I'm sort of screwed there because I I, – we've out – we, the kids aren't really hanging out with these people anymore, but we're in the trick-or-treating neighborhood. I said to the – two of the ladies as they were walking out of the house saying goodbye, I said, well – Take a good look around, because this isn't probably happening again. And my wife my wife said, uh, you know, you're real a-hole, aren't you? Like, <laughs> because they're, they're these women's last kids. Oh. So, you know, they're the youngest. Right. So they're, you know, now at the point we're going to be 12. And I know when you get to 7th and 8th grade... You sort of stop dressing up.
1: It's it's time to go to some haunted houses or something. You know, it's yeah, time that's to, what right, you do. Yeah.
0: You go to not with your friends, spit, You can't hang not out. Not scary dad. farm, and you have some cholo's with zombie makeup on, scare the crap out of you, and you run around.
1: And there's no so, old lady Thor to rescue you.
0: No, she's not there. Not there to help you at all. <laughs> um, so it's um it's weird because I just uh, I'm looking to cut. Some people out of Halloween, and I'm looking to stop having this party and um, there's no way I can get around it because my just like you're out dadding other dads with your Halloween costume, my wife is I feel like some other well she she moms it up, so it, my wife hasn't worked in the last ten years, which is uh, very fortunate to have her not work, but as a result. She is um, super mom. Yeah. I mean, you have mummy dogs, you know, when you get the, you know what I'm talking about? Where you get the croissants. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. the And you wrap it up in a, a wrap of hot dogs. You create your own. And then you put a little face on it and uh, with the mustard. Like, she does that. And there's a witch's brew. You know, there's dry ice, so she is killing it. And it's almost like her tradition to have this party. And I feel like I am, I've not been around because I'm commuting back and forth. So it's very difficult for me to come in and put the foot down on stuff. Right. But I'm, still, I'm still trying and being a dick about uh, all of these old friends that I just sort of wish would go away.
1: Well, next year you can dress up as the guy who um, isn't a dick. Like uh, that'll be your costume, uh,
0: just a happy. Like <laughs> we, let's think about that. Yeah, like uh, I'll just paint this smile on my face, Absolutely. like that clown smile. Yeah. So it always looks like I'm happy, right?
1: And then I'll be miserable, but it'll appear as though I'm having a good time. It's on the yeah. That's all on the inside. Keep that on the inside, and then on the outside, it's it's a great costume. The non well, the, the not an asshole costume. This is.
0: Yeah, this is a constant struggle that I have with Maz because Maz is the nicest person <laughs> ever. You know Maz. Yeah. And he goes along also. It's very accommodating. Like, and if his wife, Preetha, has – I feel weird talking about him when he's not here But and, and on. But it doesn't matter because we've done gone over this a million times. He, he, she, she says anything. He says, fine, Sure. And I'm the opposite, where I've got these little battles going. So, yeah, you're right. I should just keep it on the inside. Now I've got another person telling me that. uh, (laughs) It's it's perfect. You're fitting right in right away. Um, Speaking of something I may have wanted to keep on the inside, um, I recently had a Santa discussion with my 11-year-old. So, And we talked about this on the show, But I actually pulled the trigger on it. And so this is sort of an update. Um, I I was talking to a lot of people here at The Daily Show, a lot of guys uh, who confirmed that maybe I just want to make it his idea and let him sort of clue him in and make him think that he came up with the idea. Um, So he knows that there's no Tooth Fairy. Because he actually he was looking for a pen, I think in the back of our desk drawer, found a bag of teeth that my wife was keeping, which is super gross and I'm embarrassed to, to reveal. But I've revealed so much on the show, Aaron, that it's just, um, it's, it doesn't matter. We, we were
1: talking about that. It just it, You're right. It, it seems like a nice little tradition with that first tooth or whatever, but then at the end you've got, I mean, yeah, it's, it's super keep- creepy.
0: Yeah, your kids eleven and uh, seven, which my kids are. You got a, a, a bag of uh, quite a few teeth. You know, you're close to being one of the cannibals making a necklace, and uh, you you really, you, what are you doing? Keeping the teeth? So, I know that my parents have a lock of hair, and you know, you keep the ba- there's the baby shoes and stuff like that. But ultimately, what are you going to do with a, a ziploc bag full of baby teeth? It's gross. <laughs> I like the necklace idea, though. Yeah. We made you this necklace. (laughs) Um, We've had all of your teeth, (laughs) bronze. So we um, – my son finds the bag of teeth a couple years ago, and um, he thinks it's his secret. He still likes to make sure that my daughter still believes and – that's what my um, my wife talked to him about. That that happened while I wasn't around, and then the Easter bunny. We never really did a big thing, but um, you know, Easter baskets magically appeared, and he sort of got that. That I mean, what there's so there's a large bunny with a basket that comes like Santa. It's very that's a tougher sell than Santa Claus, right? And then uh, with Santa Claus himself, he's you know, still sort of believed. It wasn't discussed. And we do this thing with a elf on a shelf. I'm not sure if you're aware of that tradition. But the that, elf to me, is, is creepy
1: the, as hell, too, by the way.
0: Yeah. No, it's super creepy because you got to see these little – it's this little plastic elf, you know, sort of old-school style where it has the, the feet. To, I mean, if, look it up. It's like and, a surveillance
1: drone. It, it, it's It's – yeah, it's awful. That's
0: it, exactly what it is. It's a Santa's little helper that's been sent down, and there's a story that goes along with him, and to keep an eye on your children, and so you're supposed to move it every single night and then move it around. There's been plenty of times where um, my wife wakes up and goes, "Crap, I forgot to move the elf," <laughs> and so uh, you know I go get up, go you know, running around quick, try to uh, hide it, or the, we don't catch it, and the kids say, "Hey, the, the elf didn't move." And then you find yourself lying to him, going, "Oh well, you must've, you must've uh, touched it. Somebody touch, <laughs> touched touched <laughs> the elf, and when they, you touched the elf, then the elf doesn't go anywhere. You somebody did something bad. Remember when you didn't clear your dish yesterday? Like you're making it's just stupid. So I was sick of doing that with him." And sick of the lying to my son, it's just a stupid lie. It's, it's, it's with the elf on the shelf and all this stuff. So I said, we're in the car, and this I brought. It, I go, well, hey, you know how there's no tooth fairy, right? Because you found a bag of teeth, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you go, there's no Easter bunny. Anything else you want to put together? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when
1: you're my uh, kid. Oh. Hey,
0: anything else you wanna? You wanna put two and two together for something else? Hmm. Any what other, other magical ma-
1: creatures do we know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> A is wrong. B is wrong. That's awful, man. This last Christmas, um, let
0: me just connect. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. My, my No, no, no. My wife is pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I brought it up. I was asked because there's a couple of kids we know that are the same age. And um, the, the wife, you could tell, we vacation with them every year. They're very nice people. I love them. And uh, may even be listening to this. And uh, they um, were not happy. You could tell. They, they all thought with my wife and completely agreed, even the husband, uh, that I was just dream killer. Grinch. That. Yeah, yeah, Grinch, this horrible person, you know. And I do. I take down the Christmas tree pretty early, and uh, I threw all the pumpkins. The pumpkins were rotting in front of the house. Mm-hmm. I threw them; they, they were about to go any minute, and I threw them in the garbage can on November first. <laughs> so I didn't. I don't. I don't cling to stuff, and I don't really get too wrapped up in the holidays. I love the the holidays, and I love doing the. You know, there's a Christmas light parade thing and uh, I just don't think I should have a six-year-old that's going to subject himself to ridicule at school uh, mm-hmm. by being a sixth grader yeah who's believing it's Santa Claus yeah
1: that's rough that's right and there's so many other good things about the season that you don't need to bring I don't know I don't want to ruin anything for anybody either but that kind of uh, uh, fictitious I mean, isn't it good enough to just like be with one another and give gifts because you love yeah, yeah. somebody and it? Because you grew up, you grew up not selling, celebrating Christmas. Right, celebrating. right. As a matter of fact, my mom was raised Jewish, and um, the story goes that I think I was like maybe two, and um, without her parents knowing, my grandparents they got a Christmas tree. Wow. And so I was like, oh, she pissed? Know, a two-year-old. I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I'm on the phone with my grandmother and I mumbled something, you know, incoherent two-year-old uh, about the Christmas tree and got my mom in a whole world of trouble. So, um, yeah, we didn't celebrate that. I mean, we had Hanukkah. Um, but, you know, even then, that's gifts from the parents. That's not some, you know, despite yeah. what people think, there's no Hanukkah Harry. There's, I mean, you don't believe believe in that but and where did you grow up uh say in north texas so oh, wow. yeah but that's the other thing too is that growing up you especially in like the bible belt you can't avoid it you can't there is no secular winter you know it's it's christmas is all over the place there is no separation of church and state when it comes to that and i know that that christmas is its own entity but you know walking around public school in Texas, it's it's all about Jesus. It's all about you know angels. It's all about Christmas trees and Santas and and all that. And that's what I felt like growing up was like. I was the one who was ruining everybody else's fun because I wasn't celebrating. You know what I mean? Like just being yeah, the yeah. guy who didn't know. No,
0: it's it's a tough spot to be in as uh, a kid in Texas. I assume. Yeah. Where you just yeah. But and then um, I I just. It, it's hard because, you know, I think we coddle these kids so much and I just don't want him. It, it, it Enough is enough. At sixth grade, when you're about to transition into being a man, um, you know, you should have some guide, who and that's me, who's not going to baby him and just tell him that's for his mother to do and uh, I'm going to give it to him straight and let him know the truth about everything.
1: It's, it's noble, you know? Um, let me, let me tell this real, real quick because it's, it's one of those things where when you do want to play around, like with the elf on the shelf or whatever, how that can bite you in the ass. Um, we have gifts at Christmas now. Like I celebrate now, now that I've got my family, my wife was born, you know, uh, in a Christian household. So that's, you know, we do all that. We've got the tree and we do the gifts And uh, I also try to, you know, celebrate the Jewish holidays, or at least I'm not devout at all, but we, you know, give our kids some, at least some exposure to it. Sure. So the gifts are from uh, mom and dad, you know, the gifts are from us to each other. And then there are a few gifts that are from Santa still, you know, and I thought I was doing an amazing job last year. I was so proud of myself. You know, I, we did all the, these little gifts, and then um, last minute I go buy a gift from Santa to mommy, right? Not even thinking anything about it. Like, you know, uh, Max has got a, you know Santa gifts, the baby's got Santa gifts, and now mommy's got a Santa gift, right? So I'm all proud of myself, everything's wrapped up, it's Christmas morning, we're all having a great time. And then my son. You
0: bought a wild card gift also that was outside of your wife's. This is a good surprise gift for your wife, right? Like your you feel when you bought something, is it some, and something that you think she really wants, or you know is just a splurge thing? Like so, you, what was the item? Would you buy it? It was
1: one of those. Uh, I forget how to say it. The Keurig, you know, the coffee machines. One of those things. A single cup coffee. Yeah, vinegar. single cup coffee machine, which we right. need. You know. Handy she she and by the way, she loves it it's been a year. she absolutely loves the thing uses it good quality gift
0: item they're really doing a lot and of all right so and that's great okay and,
1: and it's also a thing from from Santa, so it doesn't have to be entirely too personal. It's just like a really
0: yeah
1: you know whatever my eight year old got so bummed out why so bummed out <laughs> and I'm sitting there like I just painted myself in a corner because Everybody got a a special gift from Santa, except me.
0: Oh, Santa didn't get you
1: anything. Oh, Daddy, what did you do? Santa didn't bring you anything. And uh, now my wife, who Santa brought this amazing coffee machine, is pissed at me. Because now, you know, she feels bad that she didn't buy anything from Santa. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting there, I've just ruined Christmas morning. I mean, you know... Just One short, nice just, 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 just short, just short of telling everybody that there is no Santa. I sat there like the biggest dumbass, you know, just because I tried to do something a little special.
0: That's hilarious. Um, we used to, I think, how we found out when we were kids and we got just suspicious of the whole thing was the Santa handwriting didn't match mm. uh, or did match uh, the other gifts. So that's something that me and my wife were conscious of doing. Like, we were good at perpetuating this myth. We were really solid. We, we, uh, we I went out, did the thing my dad did, where at 5.30 in the morning, I slammed the door and went, ho, ho, ho. Oh. Role-playing and everything, man. Role-played it. The... Um, Great for the fireplace. Was uh, moved. There was carrots for the reindeer, cookies, milk, everything, and that's. I think my uh, son asked, He goes, "So the uh, the cookies?" <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, that's me. I bit the cookies." And the 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 carrots. Yeah,
1: I, I bit I the carrots. <laughs> I <bit> the it's <laughs> like the individual suspects. And he's sitting I there. Nod,
0: like- <laughs> I nod. He put it all together. Like the whole time, the whole time, it's awful. Yeah. And he goes, and then he mentioned the elf on the shelf thing. He goes, Yeah, I figured with the elf on the shelf didn't move sometimes. And then mom would come out and say, You touched it. I didn't touch it, <laughs> like, I didn't touch that thing. So, um, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think my wife is furious. Um, and uh yeah we'll see how it impacts christmas i did soften the whole thing by telling my son a story i said sometimes we just tell little kids things because it makes them happy and for example i had a watermelon plant when i was a little boy and nana and papa planted it in the backyard it had no hope of growing because i grew up in san francisco in the sunset district where it's really foggy and about a week later Nana and Papa bought a watermelon and they put it next to the plant and said, Have you checked your watermelon plant in a while? You better water that. And I came running inside to this watermelon, I'm like, Oh my god, you won't believe it. I was five at the time. And uh I remember it. And so we had a watermelon plant in the backyard. He goes, Oh, can we do that with Louisa? And so I went, I took him to Trader Joe's, bought a little baby watermelon. Covered it in dirt and put it in the backyard, and then didn't say anything about it and waited for my daughter to discover it. So that made him really happy, and I think he'll—he's excited about sort of, you know, making my daughter still believe in it. So he, he's in on it now. Um, yeah, but I do—I do feel like a jerk. Yeah, it's rough. It's so rough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about my jerk dog and then my sweet little puppy we'll talk about you have a dog correct or you had a dog had a dog had and then you had a a rescue dog for two days right all right let's talk about that (laughs) let's take a break we'll be right back with the minivan men uh it's good to be back Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. Hey everybody, we are back. Um, let's talk about pets because you know, with the holidays coming up, I think a lot of people um, with kids are they should we get a dog? Uh, should we get a cat? Should we get some sort of pets? My child wants a pet. Other people. I think the, the dog is the big thing. Cats seem a little bit more self-sufficient. Uh, with a lizard or a fish tank that's manageable, you can bring it over a friend's house you can just carry the pet and it's uh, you know uh, aquarium or geranium whatever they are and you can bring it over to a friend and has a feed this thing don't overfeed it whatever Um, with a dog it's a whole different story we had one dog we've had a dog since fall of 2009 his name is Henry noodles he is a um, chihuahua mix. His Tijuana Alley dog, my friends have called him. He's hilarious. He's funny. Uh, he, I've seen him sit upright next to people. And he's a good little guy. He's very, very, very loving. Uh, but just having a dog, everybody should know, it. like there's a lot of health concerns. He has a little bit of a gross health issue. And he... Um, you know, and the cost of maintaining them. We travel. We, I've been in New York, and we, the family comes out to New York sometimes. What do you do now uh, with this dog? And then we got another dog. Uh, Natasha Legero, um, comedian, found a dog, or her dog sitter found a dog in the street. And uh, we have, um, that dog was pregnant. We have one of those puppies, and his name is Vernon. So now we got Henry and Vernon. And Vernon is, you know, got brought over to our house when he was, what, you know, 12 weeks old and has been with us ever since. Henry, who knows what happened to him? We got him when he was about a year old through this place at, um, called Orange Bone in Melrose in uh, Los Angeles. And um, it was a place that goes and, like cherry picks dogs from all the shelters because he was super cute. And we saw his image on the website, my son was like, that's the one. And I agreed, and I went and hung out with him for a little bit, and he was very funny. He's a really funny dog. Um, so we got him. Let me tell you about the gross thing. And I, 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 forgive me if I talked about it, but Aaron, you need to hear this. And people, if you're listening and you haven't heard my dog's Ween story, um, his, um, because he's asserting his dominance over this new puppy – Uh, wiener out quite a bit. Naturally. Yeah, the red uh, rocket thing. thing. So a little lipstick thing out to the point where it was out for so long I googled it and it said, uh, yeah, this is a major problem for your dog. Get him to the vet right away. It's like 1030 at night on a Saturday night. I'm going to the vet. And so I read how to get it down. I ended up putting kitchen gloves on and uh i got some for, and i i put it back in it was one of the grossest moments of my entire life that's I an had act had of it. love
1: you're doing you
0: yeah. yeah it's your dog i've had the thing for like 3 years you know whatever um so I'm given a dog handy on a Saturday night is not exactly how I prepared to, to spend it was prepared to spend my life. But that happened. So then I uh it happens a bunch more. We get the dog Xanax. We're in New York, it's happening quite a bit. My wife goes, he's on doggy Xanax and trying to mellow him out because he's worried about his place in the household. This dog, the new dog isn't fixed. And it's not old enough to be fixed. It has this undescended testicle. That's gonna be extra money. And so here I am with this other dog's got an undescended testicle. This this other dog's got his wean out. And I am thinking, man, as they're pulling on the leash and barking at another dog, and they're pretty well behaved, but there's just moments you're like, jeez, life a lot easier without this thing. Um, or the two of them. then they keep each other occupied. Something happened yesterday when I was at home. Um, my daughter discovered Henry, the older one, and she looked in their cage. It a cute little cage for them. Uh, to crate. Crate, yeah. And um, is just prison raping uh, <coughs> the other dog. Poor Vernon. <laughs> Poor Vernon. Just taking it. <laughs> and my daughter goes oh it's really out it's really out this is uh, and because uh, it's been out she's saying like i've had to put a put some sugar water on it she knows that we have to like treat this ween it's the dis- most disgusting thing ever <sighs> and it's traumatizing my young daughter my wife pops her head and goes oh my god separates them and poor Vernon usually goes and if we have to lock one up for poor behavior, you know, put somebody in solitary. Um, the other one usually goes and sits by the cage. They really do love each other. But um yeah, not this time. <laughs> Vernon um was fine with it being separated and was done taking it. I guess that uh, what I'm what I'm saying here is um you know, it's not only the cost of paying somebody to walk them or take care of them when you're not home, and all of the medical expenses and the trip to the doctor for the Xanax, and you know they're annoying at times. It balances out. The annoyance part balances out with you know how great they are and loving they are, and I really do. They're they're pretty cool, especially the young puppy is a lot cooler because <laughs> he's just so friendly. Yeah. The, well, the he other was. one, the yeah, well, yeah, until he got <laughs> raped a couple times uh, in his own house. So um, I don't know. If you're thinking about it, I want you to really think about it. Um, and now you, you recently had a dog pass away, and you were you're ready to get another dog.
1: Yeah, what happened was I always wanted an English bulldog, and um, they seem to be super popular now but, uh, but they have health problems they, they have health they problems. do any any dog that's got that kind of short muzzle is going to have breathing problems gonna have ear problems and, and sure enough our, our dog did too but um, we went to this this rescue it's a bulldog rescue and um, you know you pay your fees and you know they they treat it and they file all the necessary paperwork and it's so much cheaper than getting a puppy meal a puppy mill, Bulldog, you know these yeah. these things can't can't give birth naturally. That's why they're That's so like expensive. That's like a twenty five
0: hundred dollar dog. It's right?
1: ridiculous. So if you want a puppy, you you know you're going to be out a lot. So we ended up getting this four year old who was and and that was one of those moments where it was like love at first sight. Like it was a great dog, and he had issues with his skin at the time, but then you know those healed, and you know he put on some weight, and we, we you know he was great. We had him for a few years before uh, there was ever uh, any children in the house. So, when we bring home a baby, that's a big deal for him. and uh, but he's able to handle it. He's so mellow. and that's the other thing about bulldogs, really good around kids. Um, he used to sleep underneath um, my firstborn's swing, you know, when he was a little bitty baby, and he'd be in this rocker. And so very protective. and then by the time my kid was about three or four, uh, you know he they they just they they die, you know the the life expectancy for bulldogs isn't that long or dogs in general, I guess, but he was about twelve years old. And so it's been years. It's been like four or five years since we had a dog in the house. And um, my wife teaches. So during the summer, like, well, we're home. It would be a good time to kind of break in a new dog. And we went back through the same organization, this bulldog rescue. And they came to the house. We got a backyard. They've got a fence. They they liked us. We're like, okay, awesome. We're going to have a dog. And they brought this one dog, this girl, Bella. And it was not love at first sight you know I was like alright cool it's bulldog but this is not for me this is now for my wife this one's for you know the kids and um, I was working uh, the Arlington Improv that weekend with uh, Brett Ernst and um, I was telling him about this I was like really excited and he goes oh man you gotta be careful with those rescue dogs and he starts telling me about Bill Burr's bit have you heard Bill Burr talking about prison dogs
0: yeah well it, and, and it really is true it's, you gotta be careful you got to be careful. I don't know what Henry's background is. And he has this, you know, what happened to him for a year before? Where was he? You know, how was he and, treated? Uh, what does he think of humans? You know? Yeah, exactly. Why is he racist?
1: <laughs> uh, like, what did someone do to him? So, yeah. So I, I told okay. him, like, don't worry about it. It's a bulldog. They're, they're chill. All right. And she's been to the house. She seems really nice, you know, and that's Saturday night. I come home. The dog's there Sunday morning. I've had, I've got the whole day. With this dog until there's a show Sunday night, and I've also just told Brett, like, hey, shut up, you're being stupid. There's, don't worry about it. This is not Bill Burr's bit, okay? This is, you know, this is a nice dog. And the whole time Sunday morning, I'm telling my son, who's very excited about having a dog in the house again, I'm like, get out of her face, man, get out of her face. All right, leave her alone. Don't shove any toys in there. Don't. When she wants yeah, to play, gotta she'll play. You got a letter in
0: there, and you're talking to an eight-year-old. Yeah. Who is on top of her? You know, is so excited. These kids get so excited that there's no, they're just, you know, you're so cute, but you see what's happening. Like there's there's little girls that come over our house and they try to dress Henry up and, sh- and it's just like it's, they're on him. They kidnap him. I had to yeah. say, ladies, leave the dog alone. He's, he wants to go in his house right now, and I buy him some space. But you're not around because you're working this
1: gig. And I'm, I'm telling him, get out of, and, but there's also a baby, you know, who's running around who, you know, babies are notoriously bad around dogs. Right. And especially if it's like day one, she's trying to, she's trying to
0: grab their tail. Yeah.
1: She's trying to get used to this new place. And I go downstairs, you know, I'm like, all right, well, you guys have fun, chill out, really get out of her face. I got to go get ready. And I hear this snarl, like, like, like a really vicious sound. And um, I go up and the kid is in hysterics. You know, my wife has grabbed him. They're in the bathroom. They're trying to rinse his face. The dog apparently got like overstimulated and tried to take a nip at, at, at Max's cheek. And, you know, the baby's running around and it's like, I'm like, I can't even leave the room. I can't even leave the room. And you guys don't know how to behave around this damn dog. And uh, he, he was hysterical the whole time going, I want her out of the house. I don't want her. I'm like, holy crap. And, uh, I went back, I went to, to that last show of the weekend there and I, you know, I told Brett, I was like, I, I, yeah, you're right. I guess, I guess you're right. You know, the I don't know if we're going to keep the dog. And then to make me feel even worse, she goes, Oh man. Oh, you know, they're going to put that dog down now. You can't bite a kid's face like that. They're probably gonna have to cut its head off because of rabies like making me feel even <laughs> worse worst. Fred Ernst is there yeah
0: oh you know you know what's terrible about this, they're gonna have to you know they kill that dog right now because so you just basically got a dog for a and day had it killed and you, you're trying to do the right thing but now that dog is dead the- because of you and your kid who was grabby and probably wrong in the first place this is really your kid's fault your yeah. kid killed a dog
1: yeah that's why there's no Santa because yeah. you killed this <laughs>
0: dog damn it Oh, and by uh, the way, uh, yeah, just tell your son that he killed the dog. Do that. <laughs> pull an owl. Hey, so just so you know, they're putting that dog down. What does that mean? They're probably killing it because, you know. Because you couldn't get out of her face. You, you grabbed it yeah. and then let, you know, if you gave him some space and gotten to know you and played ball and given a bunch of treats, yeah, it, this might have worked out. But instead, you didn't listen to your father, and um, now you ruined everything. Good uh, good life lesson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it totally works. Yeah, heart pill, but you know, sometimes I
0: recommend, and I think this is a, a the lesson that is learned. Because you know, what is it? Um, get a puppy. You have to. Got to get a puppy from day one to, because they're so sweet, and they they just had a bunch of puppies here for the Daily Show. It's also why I'm sniffling. They had a bunch of cats, and I'm deathly allergic. But um, it they had a bunch of puppies here. They're adorable. And it's a, if it's a rescue puppy, you have no problem. You're going to get a rescue, get a puppy, get some rescue with uh, some history that hasn't been around kids. Screw it. It's just not worth it. I don't want somebody with a face scar uh, because you had to feel good about yourself, um, you know, and, and get a rescue dog. Uh, or you're trying to save 1500 bucks. Now you're going to spend $20,000 in plastic surgery. facial reconstructions. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's a good way to end one, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how how are we different? How how was doing one with Maz different than doing one with me? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think there were uh, less maulings in the, the other the other episodes. A of, different
0: <laughs> show. All right. No man, um, it
1: was cool and uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was,
0: So, Minivan Men, back. We're going to crank these out. Aaron is in. I'm doing it as much as I can. Uh, It'll be much easier for me to do also when I'm back in L.A. Um, It's a little secret, but I guess I'll tell everybody here, all 900 of you, um, that uh, we – I'm leaving The Daily Show on uh, November 20th. Um, This is not for – keep that to yourselves. It's just, again, for your information. Um and full time and I'm going back to I'm going back to part time, which is great, and then starting this new show uh but will be still present on the daily show, um, ideally. And um more present on Minivan Men. Uh that has been our episode, I'm Al Madrigal, and uh with my good friend
1: you say it. Yeah, Aaron poor And uh, Aaron it's really exciting. Arianpour. Exciting to hear about yeah. that, exciting to hear about uh all things comedy. It's really taken off. It's very
0: exciting. I have some more information. We're doing a great big comedy memorabilia sales event as a fundraising thing for all things comedy. So, we're doing a thing called Bill's garage sale where me and Bill auction off some stuff from our own garages along with all of our members' garages. So, if you have any good um I have some good comedy So I have a T-shirt from Conan O'Brien's Tonight Show when I appeared on that and stuff like that that we're going to donate some money to charity and also donate some money to ourselves because all things comedy has some expenses now that we're taking off. All right. Um, uh, I've been Al. It is Aaron. We're back. (laughs) I'm back. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Take care. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites, mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks.